Hello, everyone. Welcome in to the Football Addicts Anonymous podcast. It was a great conference championship weekend. Go dogs! We got the job done in the SEC championship game. We'll talk about that. Talk about all the other conference championship games. And uh, we had one non-conference championship game as well that had bowl eligibility. Talk about the FCS playoffs here, and then uh, we'll get into the NFL Week 13 slate. We got Monday Night Football coming up tonight. Uh, Bucks Saints, which we'll preview at the end, as well as the uh, Week 14 opener, Raiders at the Rams. So, starting off on Friday, Conference USA Championship game, UTSA, the Roadrunners, getting it done, blowing out North Texas 48-27 at the Alamo Dome in San Antonio. Frank Harris was absolutely stellar, 32 of 37, 86.5%, 341 yards, four touchdowns, 16 carries, 49 yards, a touchdown, and he also caught one pass for three yards. Uh, North Texas's quarterback, Austin Allen, uh, 14 to 29, 48.3%, 194 yards, one touchdown, two picks, three carries for 12 yards. He struggled mightily uh, in this one. But uh, the UTSA running game and uh, was stellar. Running back Kevorian Barnes, 28 carries, 175 yards, one touchdown, one catch for seven yards. UNT had a good running game as well. Their number one back, running back Ikeka Ragsdale, 17 carries, 108 yards for him. And then I absolutely love Zakari Franklin. I've made this known uh, a couple times throughout the season. The UTSA wide receiver led the game in receiving uh, 10 receptions, 144 yards, three touchdowns. Just an outstanding night and uh, possibly uh, last home game there, end of his career there. In uh, at UTSA, just the bowl game to go. UTSA's wide receiver Joshua Cephas also had double-digit catches, 11 receptions, 84 yards, and he threw the uh, three-yard completion to Frank Harris there. Defensively, a uh, lot of great performances. I have to go with UTSA corner Ken Robinson, though. Three tackles, two solos, a half a tackle for loss, one pass, deflection, one QB hurry, and a pick utsa covered minus eight and a half over 70 also on friday night pac-12 championship game number 11 utah upsetting and blowing out number four usc 47 24 at allegiant stadium in las vegas caleb williams uh got injured in this game has a hamstring we'll talk about that but uh the injury limited him in the second half, uh, but he had a Heisman-type first half. 28 of 41, 68.3%, 363 yards, three touchdowns a pick, 12 carries, 21 yards, and a fumble. Uh, Utah quarterback Cam Rising was outstanding, 22 of 34, 64.7%. 310 yards, three touchdowns, eight carries, 18 yards. Converted quarterback Jaquindon Jackson led the game in rushing. For the Utes, 13 carries, 105 yards, two rushing scores. And uh, USC really couldn't get the ball going on the ground at all. Uh, Their leading rusher, Austin Jones, 15 carries, 35 yards. That's only 2.3 per carry, four catches for 40 yards. USC wide receiver Taj Washington led the game in receiving, six catches, 93 yards, and a touchdown. And uh, how about the Knights for defense? 
defensively for Utah, linebacker Mahmoud uh, Diabate and defensive end Greg Reed. Eight tackles for Diabate, six sacks, uh, six solos, two sacks, three tackles for loss, and a QB hurry. And then Reed had five tackles, all of them solos, two sacks, three tackles, one QB hurry as well. Utah, plus three wins outright, over 68. Saturday, Dr. Pepper Big 12 Championship. Another upset, number 10, Kansas State getting it done over number three, TCU, 31-28 in overtime at AT&T Stadium in Dallas. Uh, Max Duggan for the Horn Frogs, 18-36, 50%, 251 yards, one touchdown, a pick. 15 carries, 110 yards, and a touchdown. Quarterback Will Howard for Kansas State, 18-32, 56.3%, 199 yards, two touchdowns, and a rushing touchdown. And, uh, by the way, I wonder who lone wolfed uh, the Wildcats in this one. I think it uh, I think it was the guy that's uh, on here right now. But uh, <laughs> Kansas State, running back Deuce Vaughn led the game in rushing. Uh, 26 carries, 130 yards, a touchdown. Two catches for 30 yards. Uh, really getting to his Darren Sproles, Kansas State roots there. TCU wide receiver Quentin Johnston led the game in receiving four, four receptions, 139 yards, and a fumble. Uh, and defensively, I'm going to go with TCU defensive lineman Dylan Horton. Uh, five tackles, all of them solos, two sacks, two tackles for a loss. Kansas State minus one, covered under 60 and a half. By one and a half. MAC Championship Toledo getting it done over Ohio 17 to 7. Again, I think this game would have been a lot different had Curtis Rourke been able been available for the Bobcats, but uh, it was C.J. Harris with Rourke injured. 17-31, 54.8%, 163 yards a pick, 6 carries for 12 yards. The Rockets quarterback, Daquan Finn, 16 of 25, 64%, 154 yards, 1 touchdown, 18 carries for 86 yards. Uh, Toledo running back, Jaquez Stewart, Nine carries, 93 yards, and a touchdown. Very good average there. Um, he led the game in rushing. Their receiver, Jerwan Newton, also led the game in receiving. Six catches for 77 yards. And then defensively, how about the day for Ohio defensive end Vonnie Watkins in a loss? Uh, five tackles, two solos, one and a half tackles for loss, one pass deflection, and three QB hurries. Toledo covered minus three and a half, under 54 and a half easily. How about New Mexico State? The Aggies are bowl eligible. 65 to three whooping of Valparaiso FCS school there. Uh, so as expected. But uh, Diego Pavia for the Aggies, 9 of 13, 69.2%, 323 yards, four touchdowns, three carries. Uh, 29 yards and a rushing score as well. Uh, Valparaiso quarterback Michael Appel Jr., uh, 16 of 31, 51.6%, 106 yards. Yeah, there were six, five quarterbacks played in this game. Uh, 
New Mexico State quarterback Gavin Frakes, 5 of 10, 50%, 58 yards. Valparaiso quarterback Jeffrey Jackson, 5 of 12, 41.7%, 54 yards. And then New Mexico State quarterback Weston Egat uh, completed his only pass for 8 yards, and it was a touchdown throw. He did also fumble the ball. New Mexico State, uh, he's listed as a corner. Amante Watkins led the game in rushing. He had a 78-yard rushing touchdown. The New Mexico State wide receiver Cordell David led the game in receiving three catches, 95 yards, and a touchdown. Aggies wide receiver Jonathan Brady also notable here, four catches, 90 yards, two scores there. Defensively, I am going to go with uh, the bottom guy there, New Mexico State defensive lineman Lazarus Williams. One tackle, it was a solo, one sack, one tackle for loss, one pass deflected, and two QB hurries. New Mexico State covered easily minus 31.5, over 55 by themselves. How about the Sun Belt Championship? Troy blowing out Coastal Carolina in Alabama there, 45-26. to 26. Grayson McCall returned for the Chanticleers was not enough, though. 29-41, 319 yards, three touchdowns a pick. 11 carries, 18 yards, one touchdown, and a fumble. Turnovers prevalent there. Troy quarterback Gunnar Watson had himself a nice day. 12-17, 12, 70.6%, 318 yards, three touchdowns. Uh, Troy running back DK Billingsley also very nice day. Nine carries, 57 yards, and three scores on the ground for him. Troy wide receiver Rajay Johnson led the game in receiving four catches, 134 yards, and two touchdowns. Coastal wide receiver Tyson Mobley had a 100-yard day as well. Seven catches, 109 yards, and a score. And then Troy wide receiver Deshaun Stoudemire just under 100 there. Three catches, 99 yards, a touchdown. Coastal wide receiver Sam Pinkney having double-digit receptions in this one. 11 catches, 81 yards, and a score. Defensively, got to go with Troy linebacker Javon Solomon. One tackle, it was a solo. One tackle for loss and three QB hurries. Troy covered easily minus six and a half over 49. Go dogs. Number one, Georgia 13 and 0 undefeated 50 to 30 over number 14 LSU in the SEC championship game. Uh, LSU quarterback Jaden Daniels got injured, uh, re re injured his ankle in this one. So he didn't play the entire second half. First half, though, for him, 16-24, 66.7%, 208 yards, one touchdown, and a pick. Uh, Garrett Nussmeyer came in for him, played pretty well, 15-27, 55.6%, 294 yards, two touchdowns, a pick, and a fumble. UGA quarterback Stetson Bennett, 23-29, of 79.3%, 274 yards, four touchdowns, and a fumble. Very impressive day for Stetson there. Uh, Georgia running back Kendall Milton led the game in rushing. Eight carries, 113 yards, and he had one catch for minus one yard. UGA running back Kenny McIntosh scoring twice, 15 carries, 55 yards, those two scores, and then he caught two balls for 12 yards. LSU wide receiver Malik Neighbors and wide receiver Kayshawn Booty had 100-yard uh, days for the Tigers here. Five catches, 128 yards, a touchdown for Neighbors. And six catches, 107 yards, and a touchdown for Booty. Uh, defensively, 
Gotta go with uh, two guys here. Georgia defensive lineman Jalen Carter was a beast once again. Four tackles, two solos, one sack, two tackles for loss, one pass deflection. And then how about the play by defensive back Christopher Smith? Three tackles, all of them solos, one tackle for loss. He had a pick. And the 96-yard blocked field goal returned for a touchdown was just an absolutely legendary play there for Christopher Smith. Georgia covered minus 17 over 51 easily. American Athletic Championship, number 18, Tulane getting their revenge, blowing out number 22, UCF, 45-28. Michael Pratt for the Green Wave, 20 of 33, 60.6%, 394 yards, four touchdowns, a pick, six carries, 48 yards, and a rushing score as well. UCF played two quarterbacks, John Rice Plumley. 21 of 39, 53.8%, 209 yards, and a touchdown. And then Thomas Castellanos was absolutely dreadful. 2 of 8, 25% for 7 yards. Tulane running back Tajay Spears, that's my boy. He had an outstanding championship game. 22 carries, 199 yards, 1 touchdown, a fumble, and 1 catch for 2 yards. Tulane wide receiver Deuce Watts and... Wide receiver Shea Wyatt, both having 100-yard days for the Green Wave. Watts had three catches, 134 yards, and a touchdown. Uh, Wyatt, five catches, 110 yards, and two touchdowns there. UCF wide receiver Kobe Hudson also scoring twice on four catches for 98 yards. And uh, defensively, whole host of great defensive performances here. Um, I think I'm going to go with the top guy there. Tulane linebacker Dorian Williams, 10 tackles, 8 solos, 1 sack, 2 tackles for loss, 1 pass deflection, and 1 QB hurry. Tulane covered minus 3.5 easily over 57.5. Mountain West Championship game, Fresno State, another team getting their revenge this season, beating Boise State 28-16 on the blue turf. Jake Hayner, my boy, wasn't that great, but he got it done. 17 of 27, 63%, 184 yards, one touchdown. Um, Boise State quarterback Taylor Green, 17 of 38, 44.7%, 175 yards, one touchdown, two picks, and eight carries for 30 yards. That uh, Bulldog defense was stout all day for Fresno State. Fresno State running back at Jordan Mims led the game in rushing, 25 carries, 83 yards, two touchdowns, and three catches for five yards. Leading the game in receiving, Boise State wide receiver Davis Cutter, that is offense coordinator Dirk Cutter's son. Five catches, 93 yards, and a touchdown. And also want to mention Fresno State wide receiver Nico Romijo, five catches, 68 yards on offense, and a 70-yard punt return touchdown on special teams. Defensively, I have to go with Fresno State defensive back Cam Lockridge. Two tackles, both of them solos, one pass deflection, and two picks off of green there fresno state plus three wins outright under 55 and a half big 10 championship game number two michigan blowing out purdue 43 22 uh in indianapolis aiden o'connell for the boilermakers played pretty well 32 of 47 68.1 percent 366 yards two picks um but it just was not enough. They had him go in there and uh, couldn't get into the end zone many times. Uh, really what killed them was their red zone offense. 
Michigan quarterback J.J. McCarthy, 11 of 17, 64.7%, 161 yards, three touchdowns, a pick, and five carries for 14 yards. The story was Michigan running back Donovan Edwards once again for the second straight week after beating Ohio State. Uh, And now uh, the Big Ten championship here. 25 carries, 185 yards, one touchdown, one catch for four yards. Leading the game and receiving, how about the night and the season for Purdue wide receiver Charlie Jones? 13 receptions, 162 yards. He's Purdue's whole offense pretty much. Um, Yeah, crazy good receiver there for the Boilermakers. Defensively, got to go with... uh, Michigan defensive back Will Johnson, two tackles, both solos, uh, one tackle for loss, two picks. And then also want to mention Michigan linebacker Kalel Mullings. Uh, he only had one tackle on defense, but he does play offense as well. Eight carries, 26 yards, two rushing touchdowns on the night. Michigan covered minus 15.5 over 54. And the nightcap subway ACC championship, number nine Clemson. Completely destroying number 23, North Carolina, 39-10. to Cade Klubnik uh, came in after DJ Uyunglele was benched. Uyunglele having two, going 2 of 5, 40% for 10 yards. Um, Klubnik, though, 20 of 24, 83.3%. 279 yards, one touchdown, seven carries, 30 yards, and a rushing score as well. Just a fantastic coming-out party for Klubnik and excited to watch him next year. For the Tigers, Hunter Johnson also came in late for Clemson, 5 of 5, 100% completion for 9 yards. Drake May struggled for the third consecutive game here. The freshman quarterback um, kind of ending the season on a sour note here, going into the bowl game, 26 of 42, 61.9%, 268 yards, 2 picks, 11 carries, 24 yards, 1 touchdown, and 1 fumble. UNC running back Elijah Green led the game in rushing, 21 carries, 65 yards. Also had three catches for 18 yards. Uh, Clemson wide receiver Cole Turner led the game in receiving three catches, 101 yards. Uh, Great night for UNC wide receiver Josh Downs once again, even in a loss, 11 receptions, 100 yards even. Defensively, how about the Knights for uh, Clemson linebacker Jeremiah Trotter Jr. and corner Nate Wiggins. Trotter, nine tackles, seven solos, three sacks, three tackles for loss, and one QB hurry. And then Wiggins there, two tackles, both of them solos, two pass deflections, and a 98-yard pick six. Clemson covered easily, minus seven, under 64. We had the FCS second round of the playoffs this week. And uh, like our picks, there were not any upset. There there literally were zero upsets um, in the FCS this weekend. So I got one wrong, picked Weaver State. Uh, that was probably the uh, – that was one of uh, – all of them were pretty close. But uh, this one kind of wasn't. Number eight, Holy Cross, 35-19 over New Hampshire. The uh, Crusaders continue to uh, get their role there in their undefeated season, 12-0 now. Max Brosmer for the Wildcats of UNH, 21 of 36, 58.3%. 242 yards, two touchdowns, three picks, really killed their offense most of the day. Um 
Holy Cross quarterback Matthew Saluka struggled mightily in this one. Six six of seven six of sixteen, thirty-seven and a half percent, sixty-three yards, one touchdown, twelve carries, one hundred three yards, and two touchdown rushes as well. So touchdowns, but not great yards wise. Uh, who was great yards wise was Holy Cross running back Peter Oliver, thirty carries, one hundred seventy-five yards, two scores. Uh, great day for him. Leading the game in receiving was New Hampshire wide receiver Joey Corcoran. Four catches, 77 yards. Defensively, we had Holy Cross safety Walter Reynolds with two picks. Uh, Holy Cross corner John Smith with the other interception off Brosmer. And then fumble recoveries by Holy Cross linebacker Liam Anderson and corner Devin Haskins. And New Hampshire defensive end Josiah Silver. Holy Cross covered minus seven under 55 and a half. By one and a half. Number seven, Incarnate Word. Continuing to move on. 41-38 over Furman in a comeback effort. Lindsey Scott Jr. with one of the plays of the year. Uh, go look it up if you have not seen it. The Cardinals quarterback falling down and just throwing up a prayer, getting it answered with a touchdown pass. 33 of 49 for Scott, 67.3%, 394 yards, five passing touchdowns, two picks though, 23 carries, 124 rushing yards there, so crazy day for him, Uh, 518 total yards, five touchdowns for Lindsey Scott. Tyler Huff, the Furman quarterback, 16 of 28, 57.1%, 171 yards, one touchdown, two picks, nine carries, 64 yards, Two touchdowns there. Three total touchdowns for Huff. Uh, UIW running back Marcus Cooper led the game in rushing. 22 carries, 104 yards. uh, Led the game in rushing outside of Scott, I should say. Four catches, 11 yards, and a fumble for Cooper. Leading the game in receiving the crazy day for UIW wide receiver Darian Chafin. Eight catches, 166 yards, three touchdowns. Magnificent in a playoff game for him. And then his running mate, uh, wide receiver Taylor Grimes, 11 receptions, 112 yards, and a touchdown as well. Defensively, a lot of interceptions here. How about Furman corner Callie Chizik? Uh, Two picks. One of them was a 69-yard pick six. And then the interceptions for UIW, defensive back Brian Mays and defensive back Elliott Davison. Furman, cover plus 9.5, over 64.5. Easily. Number 5, William and Mary absolutely annihilating Gardner-Webb, 54-14. to 14. Uh, Tribe quarterback Darius Wilson, 14-24, 58.3%, 240 yards, 3 touchdowns, 8 carries, 89 yards. Uh, coming in for him was Tyler Hughes. He went 2-2. 62 yards and a touchdown. The three quarterbacks played for Gardner-Webb. Matthew Caldwell, 7 of 15, 46.7%, 103 yards, one touchdown, two picks. Bailey Fisher, 6 of 10, 60%, 50 yards, one pick, two carries, 10 yards, and a fumble. And then uh, Zavion Brower, 2 of 6, 33.3%, 24 yards, a pick, seven carries, 32 yards, and a touchdown. So... Yeah, turnover city for the Bulldogs of Gardner-Webb. 
Um, five total uh, between the three quarterbacks there. Yeah, crazy, crazy day. But uh, Gardner-Webb running back at Nari Gaither led the game in rushing, 12 carries, 89 yards, one catch for 10 yards. William & Mary running back Bronson Yoder, nice day for him. 16 carries, 72 yards, uh, two touchdowns, one fumble, one catch for five yards. Uh, Tribe wide receiver JT Mayo led the game in receiving two catches, 77 yards, two touchdowns. And then the defensive plays here, William & Mary, defensive back Ty Freeland had two interceptions, one interception for William & Mary, corner Ryan Poole, and defensive back Malcolm Spencer. And then fumble recoveries by William & Mary linebacker Trey Watkins, linebacker Braden Stabe, and then Gardner-Webb corner TJ Jones. William & Mary covered easily minus 10 over 61 and a half. The Jackrabbits, number one, South Dakota State crushing Delaware, 42-6. Mark Gronowski, nice day, 11-15, of 73.3%, 131 yards, one touchdown, eight carries, 73 yards, and another score there. Delaware played three quarterbacks. Ryan O'Connor was their leading passer, 10-21, of 21, 47.6%, 104 yards, 13 carries, 11 yards. I believe Nolan Henderson got injured in this game. That's why... O'Connor had to come in 3 of 5 for Henderson, 16 yards. And then Zach Wynn also playing. He went 3 of 3 for 8 yards. Uh, South Dakota State running back Isaiah Davis had it a great day. 14 carries, 104 yards, 2 touchdowns. And uh, Delaware wide receiver Tyrick Tyric, uh, Pitts led the game in receiving. 5 catches, 57 yards. Defensive plays here, South Dakota State safety, Matthew Durance. He uh, had a zero-yard fumble return, fumble recovery for a touchdown. And then Delaware long snapper Jake Reed had a fumble recovery. South Dakota State covered easily minus 17 over 47 and a half by the hook. Number four, Montana State getting it done, 33-25 over Weber State. Uh, Weber quarterback Kylan Weiser came in for Bronson Barron, 9 of 13, 69.2%, 111 yards, two touchdowns, a pick, one carry for 14 yards. Barron, like I mentioned, 9 of 13, 69.2%, 82 yards, one touchdown, and a pick. Montana State quarterback Tommy Malott, touchdown Tommy. He did not score in this game, but had a lot of yards. 13 of 19 passing, 68.4%, 91 yards. How about the rushing stats for Malat? 21 carries, 167 rushing yards for Tommy Malat there. Montana State also played quarterback Sean Chambers, 2 of 2, passing 75 yards through touchdowns on both of his passes. And he also had 14 carries, 83 yards, and a rushing score. So great day for Sean Chambers there, the former Wyoming quarterback, I believe. Montana State running back Isaiah Ifonse led the game in rushing outside of Malat. 10 carries, 91 yards, one catch for minus six yards. Weber State wide receiver uh, Ty McPherson led the game receiving-wise. Five catches, 59 yards, and a touchdown. 
And one defensive player to speak about, linebacker Danny Uliulakepa. Yeah, that one that one crushes me every time. Uliulakepa. <laughs> I guess so. For Montana State, he had the interception of uh, Weiser there. South, uh, Montana State covered minus six and a half. They win by eight, under 62 and a half. Number six, Samford getting it done in overtime. 48-42 over southeastern Louisiana. Quincy Crittenden coming in for the injured Michael Hires. 26 of 40, 65%, 314 yards, four touchdowns, 20 carries, 94 yards, one touchdown, and a fumble. Hires when he was in two of three, 66.7%, 27 yards. Sela quarterback Cephas Johnson the third, 19 of 30, 63.3%, 173 yards, and a pick. But on the ground, he was electric, 15 carries, 123 yards, three touchdowns, and a fumble. Sela running back Carlos Washington Jr. led the game, rushing outside of Johnson and Crittenden. Uh, nine carries, 88 yards, and two touchdowns. Sanford running back Jay Stanton also scoring twice, 16 carries, 56 yards, two touchdowns, three catches for 21 yards. Sanford wide receiver Kendall Watson led the game in receiving seven receptions, 110 yards, and a touchdown. And then uh, Sanford wide receiver Judd Cockett there, he scored twice on four catches for 90 yards. Defensive players here, Sanford defensive back Fred Flavors had the interception. Sanford defensive tackle Seth Simmer had a fumble recovery. And Sela defensive lineman Tanano Gualua had a fumble recovery as well. Southeastern Louisiana cover plus seven and over 65 and a half easily. 91 or 90 scored in that game. Number three, North Dakota State crushing Montana, 49-26. Uh, Montana playing two quarterbacks here. Daniel Britt, 12-20, 60%, 108 yards, one touchdown, two picks, 12 carries, 18 yards. And then Lucas Johnson, 8-14, 57.1%, 70 yards, one fumble, one rushing touchdown. North Dakota State quarterback Cam Miller, 6-10, of 10, 60%, 58 yards and a pick, eight carries, 81 yards, and two touchdowns. But the day was the North Dakota State running game. Kobe Johnson, 12 carries, 206 yards, two touchdowns for Johnson. Outstanding game for him. Also pretty good, too. Running back Tameric Williams for the Bison. Uh, 11 carries, 101 yards, one touchdown. Montana running back Isaiah Childs, um, just short of 100 there. 17 carries, 99 yards. Three catches for 14 yards. Leading the game in receiving was Grizzly uh, Grizz wide receiver Aaron Fontes. Five catches, 75 yards. And then defensive plays here, Montana corner uh, Corbin Walker, 58-yard pick six. North Dakota State linebacker Cole Wisniewski. He had a zero-yard fumble recovery for a touchdown. And then NDSU linebacker Nick Kubitz and safety Dawson Weber there both having picks. 
North Dakota State covered easily, minus 9 over 52. SWAC championship game here, number 10, Jackson State rolling over Southern, as everyone knew they would. 43-24, 12-0 season for the Tigers there of Jackson State heading to the uh, Celebration Bowl against North Carolina Central. Shadur Sanders was outstanding once again. 30 of 43, 69.8%, 320 yards, four touchdowns, five carries for 16 yards. Uh, Jackson State also playing J quarterback J.P. Andrade. Uh, he threw one pass. It was an interception. Not very good. Southern quarterback Glendon McDaniel there, 15 of 34, 44.1%, 220 yards, one touchdown, two picks, 20 carries, 162 yards, and two rushing scores. Uh... Southern also playing quarterback Bishon McRae, one of two passing, 50%, minus three yards and a pick, three carries, 15 yards, and a fumble. Jackson State running back Sivion Civi uh, Wilkerson, 15 carries, 61 yards, one touchdown, two catches for five yards. Jackson State wide receiver Shane Hooks, Five catches, 104 yards, two touchdowns to lead the game in receiving. And great defensive performances by Jackson State here. Interceptions by safety Herman Smith III, corner Tavion Beasley, uh, safety Cameron Silman Craig, uh, and a fumble recovery by defensive lineman Justin Raggin. And then Southern also got a pick from defensive back Jordan Carter and a fumble recovery. Uh, actually, I forgot. Jackson State had another fumble recovery there. Defensive lineman Antonio Doyle Jr. Southern did cover, though, plus 20.5 over 51. And the final game for the FCS second round of the playoffs here, number two, Sacramento State. My Sacramento State Hornets, as I am calling them, uh, since I've followed them most of the season and I, I've been on them, great story there. 38-31, close one over Richmond. Comeback effort there. Uh, Sacramento State playing their two-quarterback system. Jake Dunaway, 19 of 39, 48.7%, 317 yards, one touchdown, three picks. Struggling there was Dunaway. Uh, Asher O'Hara kind of picked him up a little bit. Five of eight, 62.5%, 83 yards, two touchdowns, 15 carries, 53 yards. Richmond quarterback Reese Udinski, 21 of 39, 53.8%, 216 yards, three touchdowns, one pick, one fumble. So almost nullifying the picks from Dunaway there. Richmond running back Aaron Dykes, great day rushing the balls, 20 carries, 109 yards to lead the game in rushing, one catch for 25 yards. And then uh, the Sacramento State tight end, Marshall Martin led the game in receiving 10 catches, 148 yards, two touchdowns from Martin there. Sac State wide receiver Pierre Williams also great game, four catches, 107 yards, and a touchdown. And then uh, Richmond wide receiver Leroy Henley scoring twice on seven receptions for 84 yards. How about uh, Sacramento State running back Elijah Tal Tolliver having a 95-yard kick return touchdown to help the offense out. And interceptions coming from Richmond defensive back Tyrick Funderburk. He had two picks on the day. Uh, 
Uh, Richmond defensive back Amir Hall having one, and Sac State safety Cameron Broussard having one interception as well. And then Sac State defensive lineman Killian Roscoe having one fumble recovery. Richmond easily plus 14 and a half covers over 54. So the top eight seeds move on to the quarterfinals this weekend. It, it will be exciting weekend of FCS football. NFL here, the Eagles crushing the Titans in Philly, 35 to 10. Jalen Hurts was absolutely outstanding. Thir- 29 of 39, 74.4%. 380 yards, three touchdowns, five carries, 12 yards, and a rushing score as well. Uh, Ryan Tannehill struggled 14 to 22, 63.6%, 141 yards, one touchdown, three carries, 34 yards. Malik Willis came in late. He threw two of four, 50% for 16 yards. The Eagles shut down Derrick Henry uh, all day, 11 carries, 30 yards. That's just 2.7 yards per carry for King Henry there. I think we took his crown. Two catches, eight yards for Henry as well. Um, and how about the days for the Eagles receivers here? Mentioned Jalen Hurts, but A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith, also very great. Brown, eight catches, 119 yards, two touchdowns on 10 targets against his former team. And then Devontae Smith, five catches, 102 yards, one touchdown on eight targets. Defensively, have to go uh, with my two boys at the bottom there. Eagles defensive end, Josh Sweat, four tackles, two solos. Two sacks, one tackle for loss, three QB hits, and linebacker Hassan Reddick, two tackles, one sack, four hits on Tannehill. Eagles covered easily, minus four and a half, over 44 and a half. By the hook. Steelers getting the job done, 1916 in Atlanta. Uh, Kenny Pickett. Looked pretty good, 16 to 28, 57.1%, 197 yards, a touchdown, 7 carries, 14 yards. Marcus Mariota for the Falcons, 13 to 24, 54.2%, 167 yards, 1 touchdown, a pick, 3 carries for 17 yards. Steelers running back Najee Harris has looked very good the last couple of games, even after going out against Indy last week with the oblique. Came back, had a great game. 17 carries, 86 yards to lead the game in rushing and also caught one ball for six yards. Falcons wide receiver Drake London led the game in receiving six catches, 95 yards on 12 targets. Steelers wide receiver Deontay Johnson also having double-digit targets there. Five catches, 60 yards on 11 targets. Got a shout-out, tight end Connor Hayward. His first career touchdown for the rookie rookie fifth-round H back out of Michigan State. Also Cameron Hayward's brother there, both on the screen today. One catch for 17 yards and a touchdown on his only target. Defensively, I'm going to go with his brother, Cameron Hayward. Defensive tackle for the Steelers. Four tackles, two solos, one sack, one tackle for loss, one pass deflection, and a QB hit. Steelers did cover minus one and a half, under 42 and a half. Packers getting back on track, 28-19 over the Bears. Aaron Rodgers still owns Chicago, unfortunately for the Bears there. Justin Fields, 20-25, 80%, 254 yards, two picks, though, six carries, 71 yards, and a rushing score. Six straight games, I believe that's an NFL record for a quarterback. 
Aaron Rodgers, uh, decent day, 18 of 31, 58.1%, 182 yards and a touchdown. The Packers got their ground game going once again, though. Running back A.J. Dillon, 18 carries, 93 yards, a touchdown, three catches for 26 yards to lead the game in rushing. Um, Bears wide receiver Equinemia St. Brown led the game in receiving three catches, 85 yards on four targets. And the miraculous run for rookie wide receiver Christian Watson continues. You know, it was eight touchdowns in four games, three receptions, 48 yards, a touchdown on six targets. And he ran a 46-yard touchdown as well. Defensively, got to go with Packers corner Jair Alexander. Seven tackles, six solos, two tackles for loss, one pass selection, and a pick. Packers covered minus three and a half, over 45. How about the Lions destroying the Jags in Detroit? 40 to 14. Jared Goff was great. 31 of 41, 75.6%, 340 yards, two touchdowns. Uh, Trevor Lawrence got dinged up in the middle of the game, came back in the second half, though. Good to see that happen. 17 of 31, 54.8%, 179 yards, one touchdown, four carries, 32 yards. In that time, quarterback C.J. Beathard for the Jags, 2 of 3, 66.7% for 6 yards. Lions running back DeAndre Swift led the game in rushing, 14 carries, 62 yards, a touchdown, 4 catches, 49 yards on 6 targets. Jamal Williams scoring another touchdown in this one, just crazy production from him at the goal line this season. And then the day for... Lions wide receiver Amon Ross St. Brown, just ridiculous. 11 receptions, 114 yards, two touchdowns on 12 targets. 11 of 12, that is pretty crazy. Jags wide receiver Christian Kirk, also over 100 yards, six catches, 104 yards on eight targets. And then Lions wide receiver DJ Chark Jr. facing his old squad, two yards short of 100, five catches, 98 yards on six targets. Defensively, have to go with Jags linebacker Chad Muma, the rookie out of Wyoming. 11 tackles, 7 solos, 1.5 sacks, 2 tackles for loss, 2 QB hits. That's the Chad Muma I have been waiting on. Lions covered minus 1, easily over 51. Vikings making another red zone stand and getting another one score win. Uh, I believe they're 9-0 or something like that in one-score games. It's just absolutely crazy. Mike White for the Jets couldn't get it done this week. 31 of 57 total pass attempts in this one. 54.4%, 369 yards, two picks, and he had a rushing score as well. Kirk Cousins was decent, 21 of 35, 60% for Kirk, 173 yards, a touchdown, uh, Jets rookie running back Donovan, Zonovan Knight, good game for him. 15 carries, 90 yards, 5 catches for 28 yards on 5 targets. Uh, leading the game in receiving, the run continues for Jets rookie wide receiver Garrett Wilson. 8 catches, 162 yards on 15 targets. Jets wide receiver Corey Davis also having double-digit targets here. 5 catches, 85 yards on 10 targets. And then Vikings wide receiver Justin Jefferson getting in on the double-digit target gang as well. Seven receptions, 45 yards, one touchdown on 11 targets. Defensively, gotta go with Jets defensive tackle Quinnen Williams. Five tackles, four solos, one sack, three tackles for loss, one pass deflection, and two QB hits. 
Vikings cover minus three over 44. And for the second time this season, we have a tie in the NFL. Commanders 20, Giants 20. Uh, Taylor Heineke for Washington, 27 of 41, 65.6%, 275 yards, two touchdowns, and a fumble. Giants quarterback Daniel Jones, 25 of 31, 80.6%, 200 yards, one touchdown, 12 carries, 71 yards, and a fumble. Uh, Commanders running back Brian Robinson Jr. led the game in rushing, 21 carries, 96 yards, two catches for 15 yards. Commanders wide receiver Terry McLaurin leading the game in receiving, eight receptions, 105 yards, one touchdown on 12 targets. A lot of good defensive performances in this game, but got to go with Commanders defensive tackle Deron Payne, four tackles, three solos, two sacks, two tackles for loss, and two QB hit. This game ended um, on a short field goal from Giants kicker Graham Gano. Um, was a 58-yard attempt. Fell a couple yards short. Giants, though, did cover plus 2.5 and, and under 40.5 by the hook. That's tough for any of those overbetters. Ravens in a comeback effort, 10 to 9 over the Broncos. Russell Wilson, 17 to 22, 77.3%, 189 yards, uh, two carries, 21 yards. Lamar Jackson getting injured in this game, going 3 of 4, 75%, 11 yards. Tyler Huntley stepping up on the final drive, drives them 95 yards to the to the house for the game-winning touchdown, 27 of 32. 84.4%, very efficient there. 187 yards, one pick, 10 carries, 41 yards, and the game-winning rushing touchdown, the only touchdown of the game. Broncos running back Latavius Murray led the game in rushing 17 carries, 47 yards, four catches for 14 yards. Broncos rookie tight end Greg Dulcich led the game in receiving six catches, 85 yards on eight targets. Defensively, uh... I'm going to go with actually three, four different guys. It's ridiculous. But the tackle numbers for Broncos linebackers Alex Singleton and Josie Jewell. 17 tackles apiece, nine solos for Singleton, seven for Jewell. 17 tackles total for both, though. That's just crazy. And the other two guys I want to highlight are also Broncos defenders. Safety Justin Simmons, five tackles, four solos, one tackle for loss, two pass selections. Two picks for him, one off Huntley, one off a trick play. James Prochet, the wide receiver for the Ravens, threw an interception on his only pass attempt. And then Broncos defensive tackle Deshaun Williams, four tackles, two solos, two sacks, one tackle for loss, two QB hits. Broncos covered easily, plus 8.5, under 40.5 easily. Browns, Deshaun gets the win against his former team, 27-14 over the Texans. Kyle Allen for Houston, 20 of 39, 51.3%, 201 yards, one touchdown, two picks, one fumble. Browns quarterback Deshaun Watson was very rusty and did not look very good in his first action back. 12 of 22, 54.5%, 131 yards, one pick, seven carries, 21 yards. He didn't even score in his return. Uh, the Browns... Did not score a 
offensive touchdown in this game either, which is just crazy. Uh, the Texans were actually up 5-0 after getting a safety, and then uh, I believe they were up 8-0 too, uh, getting a field goal there. Or no, they went down 7-5. I forgot that. Uh, Browns running back Nick Chubb, though, led the game in rushing 17 carries, 80 yards. The leading receiver in the game was Texans tight end Brevin Jordan, four catches, 46 yards on five targets. Browns wide receiver Donovan Peoples-Jones, three catches, 44 yards on three targets. He also had a 76-yard punt return touchdown. And then uh, the crazy defensive player of the game here, going to talk about three different guys here. Browns corner Denzel Ward, six tackles, three solos, one pass deflection, one QB hit, and a four-yard fumble return for a touchdown. Texans defensive tackle Roy Lopez, five tackles, all of them solos, one tackle for loss, and a safety and then Browns linebacker Tony Fields, the second, four tackles, three solos, one pass section, 16-yard pick six. Browns covered minus seven and a half, under 46. Seahawks back on track here, 27-23 over the Rams. Comeback effort by Geno Smith, who was great in this game. 28 of 39, 71.8%, 367 yards. That's a career high. Three touchdowns, one pick, one fumble. Rams started quarterback John Walford, uh, 14-26, 53.8%, 178 yards, two picks, five carries for 29 yards. Rams running back Cam Akers led the game in rushing, 17 carries, 60 yards, two touchdowns, one reception for zero yards. Uh, Seahawks wide receiver Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf, both over 100 yards, both almost exactly the same Receiving yards, almost exact same stat lines, too. Lockett, though, nine catches, 128 yards, one touchdown on 12 targets. Metcalf, eight catches, 127 yards, a touchdown on eight targets. Defensively, a lot of great performances, but how about the day for former Seahawk uh, Rams linebacker Bobby Wagner? Seven tackles, five solos, two sacks, three tackles for loss, one pass deflection, two QB hits, and a pick. Rams covered plus six and a half over 41. 49ers dominating the Dolphins 33 to 17 despite Jimmy G's injury, which we'll talk about. Uh, Tua Tagovailoa, though, 18 of 33, 54 and a half percent, 295 yards, two touchdowns, two picks, and a fumble. Turnovers galore for Tua, just not a good day for him. Um, Skylar Thompson came in for him late after he dinged up his ankle. Threw a pick on his only pass. Jimmy Garoppolo, uh, 2 of 4, 50%, 56 yards going out early <clears throat> in the first quarter there. Brock Purdy was pretty good the rest of the way for San Fran. 25 of 37, 67.6%, 210 yards, two touchdowns, and a pick. 49ers running back Christian McCaffrey led the game in rushing. 17 carries, 66 yards. Uh Receiving stats are ridiculous as always. Eight catches, 80 yards, a touchdown on 10 targets. Dolphins wide receiver Tyreek Hill led the game in receiving. Nine catches, 146 yards, a touchdown on 14 targets. 49ers wide receiver Debo Samuel also double-digit targets here. Six catches, 58 yards on 10 targets. A lot of great defensive performances. I'm going to talk about two guys here. 49ers linebacker Dre Greenlaw. Eight tackles, seven solos, one pass deflection, and 23-yard fumble returned for a touchdown. 
And then 49ers defensive end Nick Bosa, now the league leader in sacks, I believe. 13 and a half is the mark. Three tackles, all of them solos. He had a hat trick of sacks, three in this game. Two tackles for loss, four QB hits. Just dominate performance by Bosa here. Niners covered easily, minus five, over 45 and a half. Bengals beating the Chiefs, 27-24. Joey B is now 3-0 against Patrick Mahomes, which no other quarterback is. Uh, Joe Burrow, though, 25-31, 80.6% ultra uh, efficient here, 20, 286 yards, two touchdowns, 11 carries, 46 yards, and a rushing score. No turnovers for Joey B. Great day for him. Patrick Mahomes, 16 to 27, 59.3%, 223 yards, one touchdown, and a rushing touchdown. Bengals running back Samaj P. Ryan, great day. Filling in for Joe Mixon, 21 carries, 106 yards, six receptions, 49 yards on seven targets. Leading the game in receiving, who else but Bengals wide receiver Jamar Chase, seven receptions, 97 yards on eight targets. And uh, defensively, two guys here, Bengals defensive end Sam Hubbard, three tackles, all of them solos, one sack, one tackle for loss, one QB hit. And Chiefs rookie defensive end George Karloftis, three tackles, all of them solos, one sack, one tackle for loss, one QB hit. Bengals plus two and a half went outright under 53. Raiders have now won... uh, Three straight, four straight, something like that. They're on a roll, though. 27-20 to 20 over the Chargers. Justin Herbert for L.A., 28-47, 59.6%, 335 yards, a touchdown. <clears throat> uh, Raiders quarterback Derek Carr, 16-30, of 30, 53.3%, 250 yards, two touchdowns, and a pick. Raiders running back Josh Jacobs went crazy once again. 26 carries, 144 yards, one touchdown, and a fumble. Two receptions for six yards. Raiders wide receiver Devontae Adams also going crazy in this game. Eight receptions, 177 yards, two touchdowns on 12 targets. Also, massive target share here. Chargers wide receiver Keenan Allen, six catches, 88 yards, and a touchdown on 14 targets. Two guys I want to highlight here. How about the monstrous day for Raiders defensive end Chandler Jones? Six tackles, five solos, three sacks. Two tackles for loss, one pass flexion, and a handful, literally five hits on Herbert. Chargers corner Bryce Callahan, also worth mentioning. Six tackles, four solos, a pass deflection, and a 26-yard pick six. Raiders covered minus two and a half, under 49 and a half. Sunday Night Football was the game I thought it was going to be. Wasn't going that way through three quarters. Uh, Two-point game. Going into the fourth quarter, and the Cowboys outscored the Colts 33-0 in the fourth. Just ridiculous. Matt Ryan, 21-37, 56.8%, 233 yards, two touchdowns, three picks, and a fumble. The turnovers were just killers late, and it, it just snowballed into an avalanche. Cowboys quarterback Dak Prescott, 20-30, of 66.7%, 170 yards, three touchdowns, a pick. Cowboys running back... Tony Pollard led the game in rushing, 12 carries, 91 yards, two touchdowns, two catches per 15 yards. Um, Colts wide receiver Alec Pierce led the game in receiving, four catches, 86 yards, a touchdown on eight targets. 
And then Cowboys wide receiver Michael Gallup scoring twice on four catches, 23 yards for seven targets. Defensively, I'm going to go with the bottom guy there, safety, uh, Cowboys safety Malik Hooker, two tackles, both of them solos, one pass, selection, one uh, pick, and a 38-yard fumble return for a touchdown. Also worth mentioning, though, Cowboys corner Deron Bland, eight tackles, four solos, two pass selections, and two picks. First two in it, in his career, I believe. Uh, Cowboys easily minus 11, over 44.5 by themselves. NCAA news, there's a lot of it to go around. The transfer portal opened today. Over 500 football players getting into the portal, just flooding it, uh, most of them being at the FBS level. Uh, but some general news before we get into that in the coaching carousel. USC quarterback Kayla Williams, his hamstring injury. Uncertain if we'll play in the Cotton Bowl. Uh, we'll have to monitor that as that game approaches. Washington quarterback Michael Penix Jr. Uh, is returning next season. The Huskies getting the good news today. Um, so we'll see Penix back in that high-octane Washington offense not returning next season Florida quarterback Anthony Richardson he is going to forego the Gators bowl game and enter the 2023 NFL draft I think that's a absolutely terrible decision Richardson was highly uh inefficient and uh looked like he needed a lot more um you know work and kind of finesse but we'll see the height, weight, speed guy, and does a lot of arm strength. But I think uh, I think he needed a lot more time to fine tune and at least one more season there in Gainesville. But yeah, we'll see where he goes next in the draft. Um, the All SEC team was announced, and a uh, bunch of unanimous guys on the first team here. But uh, starting off first team, wide receiver unanimous selection, Jalen Hyatt. Uh, also at wide receiver, Dominic Lovett from Missouri. Um, and Jalen Hyatt for Tennessee. Tackles, uh, Broderick Jones, Georgia, and Darnell Wright, Tennessee. Guard, Osiris Torrance for Florida. The other guard, Emil Ekior Jr. for Alabama. Ricky Armstrong, R Ricky Stromberg is your center for Arkansas. Unanimous tight end selection, Brock Bowers for Georgia. <coughs> Quarterback is Hennon Hooker from Tennessee. And unanimous running back selection, Quinchon Judkins, Ole Miss. Uh, also unanimous running back selection, Raheem Sanders for Arkansas. Your kicker is Jack Podlesny from Georgia, and your all-purpose selection is Ladiatric Griffin, Mississippi State. First-team defense, defensive end B.J. Ojolari from LSU. Uh, defensive end Isaiah McGuire from Missouri. Defensive tackle Jalen Carter for Georgia. Alabama defensive tackle Byron Young. Unanimous linebacker selection, Will Anderson Jr. for Alabama. Arkansas linebacker, Drew Sanders. LSU linebacker, Harold Perkins Jr. 
Corners are Emmanuel Forbes from Mississippi State and Kool-Aid McKinstry from Alabama. Your safeties are Christopher Smith from Georgia <coughs> and Antonio Johnson from Texas A&M. Your first team punter is Kai Kroger for South, Alabama, South Carolina. Your offensive SEC Offensive Player of the Year is Tennessee quarterback Hendon Hooker. Your Defensive Player of the Year is unanimous selection Alabama linebacker Will Anderson Jr., and your SEC Coach of the Year is Tennessee head coach Josh Heupel. And your SEC Newcomer of the Year is Ole Miss running back Quinchon Judkins. Second team, All-SEC, South Carolina wide receiver Antoine Wells Jr., Vanderbilt wide receiver Will Shepard, Arkansas tackle Dalton Wagner, Missouri tackle Javon Foster, Arkansas guard Bo Limmer, Florida guard Ethan White, Georgia center Cedric Van Pran. Georgia tight end Darnell Washington. Alabama quarterback Bryce Young. Texas A&M running back Devin Achain. Alabama running back Jameer Gibbs. Kicker, Alabama wide, kicker Will Reichard. And then all purpose is Alabama running back Jameer Gibbs. Uh, second team defense, Auburn defensive end Derek Hall. Tennessee defensive end Byron Young. LSU defensive tackle Makai Wingo. Kentucky defensive tackle Deion Walker. Georgia linebacker Jamon Dumas Johnson. Mississippi State linebacker Nathaniel Watson. Uh, Missouri linebacker Tyron Hopper. Georgia corner Keely Ringo. Auburn corner DJ James. Alabama safety Jordan Battle. Alabama safety Brian Branch. Your second team punter is Texas A&M's Nick Constantino. And that is it for your all-SEC team. Coaching care, uh, Ohio State wide receiver Jackson Smith and Jigba, he announced today he won't play in the CFP. Uh, his trainer's telling him he would not be cleared by then, so he's going to continue to rehab and train for the draft, which he will de- declare for. The top four Heisman finalists will be announced tonight in about 45 minutes here at 645 Eastern on ESPN. We look forward to that before Monday Night Football. Coaching carousel news, Colorado has officially hired Jackson State head coach Deion Sanders, 27-5 and with the Tigers. They are back-to-back SWAC titles, so very good coach heading to Boulder there, interested to see who goes with him from Jackson State and what recruits he can pull. Already has a five-star wide receiver committed to him to Colorado uh, in the 2025 class. <clears throat> Liberty has a new head coach, replacing Hugh Freeze, who left for Auburn. Uh, it is Coastal Carolina head coach Jamie Chadwell. He gets a $4 million annually deal there uh, in at Liberty. Coastal Carolina, they are uh, almost finalizing their new head coach to replace Chadwell. Uh, They are expected to hire NC State offensive coordinator Tim Beck on a five-year deal. South Florida USF has hired Tennessee offensive coordinator Alex Golish as their next head coach. Texas State, they have their next head coach. They are hiring Incarnate Word head coach G.J. Kinney. Um, after the FCS playoffs, I believe. 
North Texas, they are looking for a new head coach. Now they have fired head coach Seth Luttrell. Interesting move there. They made the Conference USA Championship game just this past weekend. Now Luttrell out. Cincinnati has a new head coach to replace Luke Fickle, who left to come to Wisconsin. Um, They have hired Louisville head coach Scott Satterfield. And for Louisville, uh, former Patriots wide receiver and assistant coach there, Dion Branch will uh, be the interim head coach for their bowl game. Like I said, the transfer portal opened today, and it was flooded with names. Um, I'm just going to list guys that I think are very uh, important to me anyways and are, are big names here. Um, so we're going to go ahead with that. Ball State, uh, they're in no specific order, but Ball State running back Carson Steele, Oklahoma State linebacker Mason Cobb, USF wide receiver Jimmy Horn Jr., who already has uh, his list of Colorado, Houston, Penn State, and Texas A&M. UNC corner Tony Grimes. Wisconsin quarterback Graham Mertz. The quarterbacks are just crazy in this one. UCF quarterback Mikey Keene. Clemson quarterback DJ Uyunglele, uh, Georgia Tech quarterback Jeff Sims, Penn State quarterback Christian Veyu, NC State quarterback Devin Leary, who I think is going to be in high demand, uh, Iowa wide receiver Arlen Bruce, Florida running back Naquan Wright, Washington State wide receiver Dejon Stribling, Clemson running back Kobe Pace, Baylor quarterback Kyron Drones, Texas quarterback Hudson Card, Vanderbilt quarterback Mike Wright, Western Kentucky quarterback Austin Reed, Oregon wide receiver Dante Thornton, UCF wide receiver Ryan O'Keefe, South Carolina tight end Austin Stogner, Cal linebacker Oluwafemi Oladejo, he has already committed to UCLA, so not very far to go there for Oladejo, Vanderbilt running back Ray Davis, Arkansas quarterback Malik Hornsby, Maryland tight end CJ Dupre, he has committed to Ole Miss, North Carolina defensive back Cameron Kelly. Boston College quarterback Phil Dracovic. He has committed to Pitt. Auburn and former Texas A&M quarterback Zach Calzada. Texas Tech quarterback Donovan Smith. Oregon linebacker Justin Flo. Michigan tight end Eric All. Oklahoma State quarterback Spencer Sanders. Also, I think, going to be highly sought after. USC linebacker Raylan Goforth. Missouri wide receiver Dominic Lovett. Oklahoma State wide receiver Braylon Presley, uh, Mississippi State wide receiver Ra Ra Thomas, Pitt quarterback Keaton Slovis, Wake Forest running back Christian Turner, Oklahoma wide receiver Theo Weiss Jr., Oregon State quarterback Chance Nolan, Tulsa quarterbacks Davis Brin and Braylon Braxton, Western Michigan running back Sean Tyler, Indiana quarterback Connor Basilak, Iowa quarterback Alex Padilla, Idaho State quarterback Tyler Vanderwall, Boise State quarterback Hank Bachmeyer, and Oklahoma State safety Thomas Harper. So, again, that's just some of the guys. Uh, again, like a, a million guys have entered in, in the transfer portal this today and will continue to the next couple of days and so on. But, uh, yeah, just crazy flood of, of talent there and, and depth pieces needed. So we'll see where everyone goes as that gets settled out for the 2023 college season as we move into bowl season here. 
NFL news, though, general some general stuff here. Packers, they have no plans to sit quarterback Aaron Rodgers, even if they do get eliminated from the playoffs. So uh, it will be Aaron Rodgers going forward unless uh, he gets benched or entered. 49ers are open to retaining quarterback Jimmy Garoppolo in 2023. That complicates things now with the injury, but we'll see what happens in the offseason. Free agent wide receiver Odo Beckham Jr. already visits with the Giants and Bills. He is in Dallas today visiting with them. So then he's going to head back and uh, talk to his family and make a decision from there of those three teams. Commander's defensive end Chase Young did not play again this week. He is expected to finally make his season debut, though, in Week 15 against the Giants after their bye week this week. Uh, The teams are doing their homework once again on former 49ers head coach Jim Harbaugh, current Michigan head coach. Uh, Because of his success at Michigan, his former team he played for, the Indianapolis Colts do have a head coach opening, so it would be interested to see if uh, Harbaugh is open to that, which I have heard he is open to going back to the NFL now. We have some Week 15 scheduling news. Um, We have Saturday, triple header on NFL Network. 1 p.m. will be the Colts at the Vikings. 4.30 game will be the Ravens at the Browns. And an 8.15 game will be the Dolphins at the Bills. And also for Week 15, the Giants at the Commanders game. uh, That has been flexed into Sunday Night Football. IR activations and uh, one NFI. The Lions played their game with uh, their first-round pick, wide receiver Jamison Williams. He was officially activated off NFI, uh, played in that one. Also playing in their game this weekend, Eagles defensive tackle Jordan Davis. Great to see him back. Helped a lot against Derrick Henry. Getting activated off IR also Jets offensive lineman George Fant and Bucks safety Logan Ryan opening his practice window. Being put on, on IR, uh, getting down to it where uh, most likely is the end of your season if you're placed on IR at this point, unless you're a playoff team. Broncos wide receiver KJ Hamler with his hamstring injury. Rams quarterback Matthew Stafford. Uh, heard he's not probably going to return this season. 49ers running back Elijah Mitchell. Eagles safety C.J. Gardner-Johnson, Jets offensive lineman Cedric Obuhi, and Dolphins offensive tackle Austin Jackson. Some injury news here. Ravens quarterback Lamar Jackson, he is week to week. He has a mild knee sprain. Not ruled out yet this week, but uh, I don't think he will go. Probably going to be Tyler Huntley against the Steelers this week. 49ers quarterback Jimmy Garoppolo, he is out for the season. Broken foot, so it'll be Mr. Irrelevant from this past draft. Brock Purdy at Iowa State, the last pick in the draft there. They um, will move forward with him, the rookie. Dolphins quarterback Tua Tagovailoa, he has an ankle injury. Not considered significant, though, so good news for Miami. Cowboys corner Anthony Brown, not good news for him. Out for the season, he tore his Achilles. Vikings defensive end Jonathan Bullard may not require surgery. He had a biceps injury this past weekend against the Jets. Um, so we'll have to wait and see what, how long Bullard is out there. Chargers defensive end Sebastian Joseph Day, he has a knee injury, not believed to be serious, though. Great news for them. Cannot afford to lose another defensive tackle if you're L.A. 
And then finally, Seahawks running back Kenneth Walker the third. He has a foot strain, not ruled out this week yet. Um, so we'll have to monitor that throughout the week into the fantasy playoffs. Ins and outs for the game tonight. We have a couple here for the Bucks. Defensive lineman Akeem Hicks and Vita Vea. They are both good to go and expected to play. Transactions. The Panthers. They have waived quarterback Baker Mayfield. Um, he asked for it, and the Panthers agreed that it was mutually beneficial. Uh, this does give the Panthers the Browns fifth, uh, or this does give the Browns um, a fifth rounder rather than the fourth rounder because Mayfield did not meet the conditions associated with that pick. And uh, P.J. Walker will now be the backup rolling with Sam Darnold and P.J. the rest of the way. The uh, t Any team that does claim him on waivers, if he is claimed, they will owe him $1.349 million in base salary for the rest of the season. The Dolphins, with some tackle injuries, they have signed a former Chiefs tackle uh, and Colts tackle Eric Fisher. So given kicking the tires on Fisher there, see if he can help them out at a, a weak spot for them. 49ers, they have signed quarterback Josh Johnson off of the Broncos practice squad, has been with the Niners a couple times in his past, has been with a lot of teams throughout his NFL and uh, other pro league football career. Uh, but, yeah, Josh Johnson will be the new backup to Brock Purdy there in the Bay Area. Ravens, with Lamar Jackson's injury, they have signed quarterback Brett Hundley to back up uh, Tyler Huntley, possibly this weekend. And the Bengals, waving longtime punter Kevin Huber. They have Connor Cressman, who's been very good for them, punting the ball. So Huber is now available. Career leader in most punting statistic categories there for Cincinnati. Pick standings. Yes, I am back on top of the mountain. 2-0 last week. I was the only one. I lone wolfed the Steelers on a Monday night. Great game for Kenny Pickett and Pittsburgh. And then we all got the Bills right on Thursday night football over the Patriots. So, yes, I am now one game up on Mark. 18-9 and nine for me. The only one to not have double-digit losses yet. Pretty good. And then uh, I am still th I am now three games up on Logan. Still got to figure that out. I don't know uh, how I have 27. I think it's supposed to be 27. So I got to figure out where Logan's supposed to be 15 and 12 or uh, 14 and or, or 15 and 13 or 14 and 13. Something like that. I don't know. We'll see. But uh, and then I am uh, five. I don't know. They both got 28. <laughs> Mark and I have 27. So, yeah, I don't know. We'll have to figure that out. But um, the Saints at the Bucks tonight, we are all on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They have uh, a one-and-a-half game lead over the Saints here in the division. And big game. I had the Saints win in the division in the preseason, so we'll see. But, um, yeah, I don't think this is going to be that great of a game. Uh, neither team is doing very well, but uh, somebody's got to win the South. So, yeah, we're all on the Bucks. Tom Brady gets it done at home. 
They run the ball a little bit. Don't throw it too much to Chris Godwin, please. And um, they get it done that way. And don't throw it. Don't give it to Taysom Hill, Saints, either. We don't need that fantasy-wise. Uh, the over-under is 41. I'm rolling with the under in this game, 8.15 p.m. on ESPN. Thursday night, the Week 14 kickoff game is the Raiders at the Rams. We're all over the Raiders. I mean, I lone wolfed them this past weekend against the Chargers. They got it done. They are on a roll. Run the ball with Josh Jacobs. The Rams, uh, I don't know what the status of Aaron Donald is. Short week, so who knows. But, uh, yeah, the Raiders are, are have got it rolling. They're trying to make a push to the playoffs desperately from 5-7 and seven now, um, just a couple of games out. So, they need every game from here on out, and uh, we all think they get it done on Thursday night in L.A. The total for this one is 43, and I think I'm going to roll with the under. I just don't have any confidence in John Wolford and that Rams offense, even though they did score 23 against the Seahawks this week. 8.15 p.m. on Thursday, prime video. Next Monday, we'll be back talking NFL Week 15. We'll have your college bowl recap and uh, your NFL Week 14 Sunday recaps as well. We'll talk about uh, the Monday night Week 14 uh, closer Patriots at the Cardinals. Interesting one there. And then the Thursday night kickoff game to Week 15, San Francisco at the Seahawks national TV spot for Brock Purdy and Co. And as always, we'll have all your NFL and NCAA news, including transfer portal, coaching carousel, and injury-wise for NFL. As always, don't forget to follow us on all our social media at FAA Podcast on Instagram and Twitter at FAA underscore bets is our betting account on Twitter as well. And then FAAPodcast.com is our website. You can check us out here on YouTube, Facebook, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and iHeartRadio. Thank you all for watching, and we will see you back on Friday.